Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Shred Show Live, where we bring you industry professionals, entrepreneurs, and the best of the best from around the world who are willing to share how they shred, the strategies, the techniques, and the actionable items that you need in your business to go out and dominate. Join us as we shred, show up, hustle, repeat every day. Let's go. is up good morning ladies and gentlemen we hope you all had an incredible weekend jacob gaffney joins me this morning as always every morning the one every monday morning the one the only daily diary of the mortgage industry we are bringing you the best the most important things that you need to know starting off your week you get it right here on the rise and shred and we have so much to talk about this morning some really kind of taking a different spin this morning jacob yeah. going on a little mm -hmm. bit of a different note this morning but before we get into it before we get into realtor versus cops before we get into corruption before we get into stamp collections which is just so much fun here how was your weekend sir it, it was good i went out and i procured from a family member a uh so my wife's family is from honduras uh, i procured from them a a, a bag of coffee Nice. And, uh, and I hung it on the wall behind me because I will get you to drink coffee. One day. One day. I it's mean, good. I don't know if you've had coffee before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely drink okay, coffee. But you don't drink coffee now. No, I don't drink coffee now. You don't so. drink coffee now. I don't want to ask why. I don't want to get into it. You know, hey, it's it's your thing. You know, you like the energy drinks or whatever. I do. But I just think you haven't had the right coffee. I like it. I like it. Well, one you of these days, what I say, one of these days when it's going to happen. Glad to hear things went good for you. I didn't know your wife's family's from Honduras. I had they no are. Yeah, they are. They are. That, that's a whole nother conversation for another day. I had some really good friends in, on from Honduras. So mm. we'll chat about that. But we're getting into it this morning because there's so many things to talk about. And first and foremost, we're talking about this story that maybe you guys caught wind of it, but if you didn't, you guys have to hear about it. Well, let's get into this discussion. And here's the thing, because I want to talk about this, Jacob, because I've heard stories like this before. I mm -hmm. actually have a really good friend of ours here in Utah. This happened probably a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. he, he was not African-American. He was not black, but like he was kind of very similar situation. He got called. SWAT actually showed up. This was yep. three oh, years yeah. ago. Like SWAT showed up. Like it was a big deal. Like he ended up same thing. So let's, let's dive into this. I, I mean, you know, I'm with you, Josh. Real estate agents seem to always be good morning, Randy. They seem to always be targeted by police um, whenever, like we've heard stories of it a lot, ex-wives, right? Calling the cops on 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 their, saying, saying it's a break-in, cops show up. This time is a little different, okay? Roy Thorne, all right, is a black realtor in Michigan, a professional. He was showing a property with a client who was also black named Eric Brown and his 15-year-old son, race unknown, okay? Yep. So, we have essentially three males, two of which we know are black, are showing a house. Nothing outlandish, nothing crazy, nothing loud. The cops show up, guns drawn, advancing on the house, yelling for them to come out. They come out, they push them face down into the grass, cuff them up, right? Don't let them say anything. And then finally they check the credentials and they're like, ah, we made a mistake. Okay. So take the handcuffs off, you know, let them off. The officer goes and apologizes to Mr. Brown, says there's been break-ins in the area and all of that. Brown's not happy. <laughs> Brown does not accept the apology. He says this was an act motivated by race, that the only reason they came in so hot and heavy was because him and Mr. Uh, Mr. Thorne were black. 
He said the damage was done. So who's right here, Josh? Who's right? In one hand, I mean, I'm always going to side with the real estate agent. I'm always going to side with the loan officer. It's in my nature. But I did have a conversation with a member of the of the Dallas police force. Oh, interesting. And uh, this weekend, and I asked him, you know, what, why you guys come in so hard sometimes? Sure. He said, listen, you're a young man. You're 220 pounds. You're wearing 55 pounds of body armor. You get out. It's hot. You want to get it done quick. You're uncomfortable. And half the time you're an angry person. He said, and he just laid it out for me. He said, it's not until you hit your late thirties and forties that members of the police force begin to calm down. They begin to sort of see the light day. He says, chances are in this case, it was four or five young men, police officers who showed up and it was later the uh, sergeant or whoever was the one who came and did the apologizing because he was like, cool down. He said that there's merits to being Mm -hmm. young and a police officer and being aggressive when there's loud music. This was his example. When there's loud music and he asked the party to turn it down, he gets another call that they turn the loud music back up. When he was 25, he said he would kick open the door, go in, grab the stereo and throw it out the window. Whoa. But hey, the music stopped. I'm telling you what, if I'm the neighbor of that loud party, I'm pretty happy that the cop did that because chances are I don't have to listen to the loud – because you know the music was terrible, right? Absolutely. good music that they played. Never good music. You know, it's never good music. But here's the thing. I I honestly, though, after speaking to that, I kind of got to go with law enforcement. Like they got to make it home safe at night. 100%. They they don't know what's in there. They don't know what's waiting for them. I mean – I don't know. I'm not a police officer, Josh. Where do you stand on all this? This one's a tricky one for me because I have many friends in the police force. I have, I mean, hundreds of real real estate agent friends who this is. And so I would love your comments from our, our chat this morning, from everybody tuning in. Tag a real estate agent. If you know somebody this has happened to, like I said, this happened to one of our good friends who's in real estate about three years ago. I, I have to side, like I definitely can see both sides of it here. Yeah. And I'm not going to like... I, I know there's here in Utah, there's some sketchy neighborhoods. I know that if yeah. I was a police officer and got a call like this, I would approach it cautiously. Again, I, you never know. And here's where I come from this at this point with this Jacob is like with everything, with our world and the political status that it is in the world that we live in, you can never be too cautious. You never know. Like I, I if I was the cop going into it, I probably would have approached it a little bit. I wouldn't have gone in with my gun drawn being many of, you know, I am a, a gun carrying citizen. I have my license. I do that. I, I've talked about it before on the show. I approach things cautiously. You never know, but I wouldn't have gone in full guns drawn, made them come out crazy. Again, especially if I'm a cop, this is where you got to use use your brain here, ladies and gentlemen. If you see a for sale sign or if you know the house is for sale going into it, you know, approach a little bit differently. Knock on the door, say, hey, you know, you know, we got some complaints, but I don't know, Jacob. This is one of those. Anybody could take sides on this one. You know, uh, you, you know Josh, they followed instructions. Yeah. Okay. They didn't mouth off. They didn't put the radio back on. They raised their hands. They said, and they oh. went out of the house one by one as instructed. They got down on the ground. They put their face in the ground. They put their hands behind their back. They allowed themselves to be handcuffed. Yep. And they still felt like it was super aggressive. And here's the thing you always have to remember. When someone has a complaint, And it's not just in law enforcement. It carries over to domestic life. It carries over into professional lives as well. When someone has a complaint, you must always say, I hear you. You must always take their side to the start because you're not going to, you're not going to sort it out. If you automatically go and go, ah, it was because I was black. It's not because you're black. 
I mean, that's going to, that's going to, that's a conversation that is going to go nowhere. Right. So you always have to take the side of, I, I don't mean to say it, but the victim in this, in this case, um, you know, was he victimized because of his race? There was no terms to that effect being used. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the Michigan police have looked into it and the officers followed protocol. Sure. So that's the other, that's the other level, Josh, like this is part of their training. hundred percent. So, you know, but part of Mr. Brown's training is to show houses without having guns drawn <laughs> on them. Right. So, Absolutely. you know, so here we get to the whole, uh, what are the rules here and are the rules work? And just because it's against the law, is someone breaking the law? It's, it's hard to, it's hard to say, but you know, you, you get into these little gray areas of who's right and who's wrong. You bet. And it creates an environment that can be exploited, which is our sure. next story. Right? Exactly. Yep. Our next story is one that we will not cover in the Rise and Shred. No, definitely it not. It is one we will not commit to print. Nope. <laughs> but there is a major, and it is one where, frankly, we don't want to get the intention of certain parties to know we're talking about it. We just need to, we need our viewers to know that this stuff is out there and it is extremely dangerous. I'll let you open up with it. What, what do you, what do you hear? What do you hear? We're talking about corruption on this one. And anybody who knows uh, Janet Yellen, Janet yes. Yellen is the U S treasury secretary. That's who Janet Yellen is. If you don't know who she is, she's the U S treasury secretary. She's, I mean, we, we've heard about her before many times, but this is one of those stories where again, Jacob, to his point, we will not be covering this in rise and shred. We're talking about it this morning. Cause you should absolutely be aware of it. Cause not many people are talking about this, but this is, this is one of those things for all of us as mortgage, real estate insurance. I mean, just professionals in general, stories like this have a damaging effect on all of us. This is something that could potentially affect all of us. So the, the short of the story is, I'm going to short this real quick. Like I said, this is Jenny Yellen accused of banking corruption. And Jacob, you've done some due diligence on this. You looked into this. Yes. This is a pretty deep story. This is this. So this story for all intents and purposes, and there's several like it looks like a real story. It's yep. got quotes from people. It's got sources. It's got links to sources, all of that. Uh, uh, this is not a real story. He keeps going down, Josh. Let everyone see. Yep. You know, they even look like they have ads and all that. And they, and they putting, this is how easy it has become to begin a campaign of misinformation to try to satisfy your own nefarious needs. Yep. Now they are trying to, uh, intensive purpose. The, the authors of this are trying to get, banks to be damaged because banks deal in currency. Correct. Who is creating this? So I went into uh, a lot of places where you can find, and this is what, what I could find publicly. So dark web aside, who knows? I don't toy around there. I know some, I have some sources who do. I haven't taken it that far because I was able to look into it a little bit myself, but it appears that some Bitcoin players are, behind this entire scheme to try to undermine the confidence of the banking industry and undermine the confidence in the treasury secretary who also served as chair of the federal reserve from 2014 to 2018. Correct. Now what I was able to find, I think, and again, I could not confirm it. If I cannot confirm it, it will not be in the rise and trip. Okay. Correct. We could talk about it because it's interesting, but from what I understand, this is a huge, huge, huge campaign of misinformation. Okay. That's directed 
directed at trying to undermine the banking system. And it is primarily coming from some chat groups in Reddit, all right, that are organizing all of this. Now, I did a little bit of digging around and I found an, an, an unconfirmed additional uh, disclosure report from Janet Yellen to the federal government. They are accusing Janet Yellen of corruption, saying that she took speaking engagements at Citibank, taking she took speaking engagement at Barclays for which she was paid. Okay. And, and if you're good at something, never do it for free. <laughs> so, for which she was paid. But they're saying she did so as part of the chair of the treasury. Hmm. And she did not. Moreover, from what I can understand in her disclosures, she did not do it as part of the Federal Reserve. Actually, in those times, I can't find any time that she took money for a speaking role. Very interesting. So uh, all, of the, all of the disclosures are from 2019 to 2020, which she was a private citizen. She did not hold public office. Did she speak at Citibank? Yes, she did. Did she you get bet. paid a lot? Okay. She got paid a lot. Did she speak at some of those other financial institutions? No, she didn't. They just threw those names in there because they're big, hard to track because they're European. It's not as easy to find. They don't have the same rules of disclosure for speaking engagement. Right. So we can just put those in and it kind of adds fire. It was a very, very, very well done campaign, Josh. It was uh, it was very impressive the way they were able to put out this misinformation and the search engines pick it up. You know, you can search, right. you can search for it and find it in Google. If you search Janet Yellen's name, those stories won't come up. But if you sure. search Janet Yellen corruption, corruption, you're going to find up. it. You'll find a couple of these examples and they're all the same. None of this is founded and none of this is based on any information that I can find. Uh, Janet Yellen uh, may or may not be guilty of corruption, but not with the charges as the state put. Um, I don't think this is really going to go anywhere. I'm hoping that everyone will be able to kind of read through and figure it out. But I don't know about you, Josh. I mean, I don't have the greatest confidence that something like this won't blow up. No. Uh, it, it has the potential to. It yeah, has, I see. It checks all the boxes. As a literally it checks all the boxes. You and I being in media for as long as both of I have, I, I don't have the experience that you do, but this checks all the boxes. This starts yeah. to, and this is why we're discussing it this morning. You know, is, is there corruption in it? Is this, this is one of those things like we mentioned, you need to do fact checking. There are plenty mm -hmm. of media sources out there that are going to run with this, that are going to blow this thing. Um, and again, until you, until we here at Shred and everything we do with Rise and Shred, we do our due diligence. We fact check. We make sure the information we are providing you is correct. That it is noteworthy. That it isn't just hearsay. We have enough of that going on in our industry that we just don't want to play that game. We're gonna, we're gonna do everything we can to make sure we bring you the absolute most accurate information for you, for your business, and for the entire mortgage organization for the entire mortgage industry. That's what we're all about, Jacob. We we did uncover a secret of Janet Yellen. We did. Uh, and it was very, very interesting um, because I've only heard of this happening. Yep. But Josh, Janet Yellen has a stamp collection that could be worth up to $50,000. Yeah. Crazy? Yeah. Oh, that is crazy. Can you believe that? So I'm assuming this started as a hobby. And I know that uh, some hobbies you could turn into like side gigs, like I certainly did with uh, coaching youth sports. Yep. Right. But uh, I mean, let's just let's just 
a fifty thousand dollars stamp collection. I mean, I would like That's, to. I would. I would. Would you like to see this? I would that'd be sweet. So it's funny when we start talking about it. I like Google it. Like you can't. There's not even a lot of pictures of it. Like it's hard to find anything even about it. But I'm just like. That's pretty impressive to to amass to collect a fifty thousand dollars stamp collection. Good for her. Like, yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's is uh, you know you want to prepare for the down market. You know, you want to prepare for um, yes, definitely you cover your assets. assets. The game cover your assets. That's what a game that Dow and my me and my kids have played many times. That stamp collection it can get valuable. Clearly, Janet Yellen has done her due diligence and got the stamp collection there. So good for her. Well, I mean, you know, with with the government backing, it's it's there's not really much of a chance of a depreciation. True. It's a solid investment, um, and uh, and hopefully, it's one that pays out for the uh, for the. Um, Treasury Secretary, who will not be going to jail for corruption anytime soon. Definitely not. Jacob, does this, this make it? Does this drive your stamp collection now? Are we going to start seeing you go to stamp collect or the shows traveling the country now collecting the stamps? I mean, uh, if I'm going anywhere, it's going to be to mortgage conferences. And that's only when I'm convinced I won't get sick. I do have stamp collection envy, though, mm, I will I say like a, a little bit. And, um, you know, why not? Why not get started? Stamp collection envy. If there's any envy, that's the one that to have the most of. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is our time this morning. Rising Shred, so many great points. And as always, as I mentioned, a huge shout out to Jacob Gavney, our entire team here at Rising Shred. We bring you the absolute most accurate information. That's why we're the daily diary of the mortgage industry. We're not going to give you a bull crap. We're not going to feed you just the, the highlights and the stories that are catching everybody's attention. We bring you factual information. And with that, we're bring, we're working on projects behind the scenes that we cannot wait to unveil and release to you guys. Oh, yeah. Ooh, a little teaser there. You're going to have to stay tuned and find out. And if you haven't already subscribed, make sure you click the link below. Subscribe to the one, the only daily diary of the mortgage industry every single morning right into your inbox where we give you there's no outlinks. Just read it right there. You got five minutes. Read through the things you need to know, and you're off to get the day done to shred. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jacob Gaffney, as always, thank you so much for joining us. There's so much more to come this week. It's going to be a lot of big week. Big week to come. As always, we appreciate you. We love you. Now it's time for all of you to go shred. Go show up. Hustle. Repeat every day. See ya. See ya.